Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff doing a second podcast for the week. I said we were going to do it on Thursdays. We can't even stay true to the right. first time that we changed the schedule. We're doing it actually on a Wednesday night. Uh, tomorrow night I will be at Book Catapult in South Park. And I looked at the address and I yeah. already forgot it. It's on <laughs> Juniper Street. Come on out, Book Catapult with Matt Coyle, 7.30 on Thursday night. How long is it going to run? I think it's going to run one hour. And I will tell you the truth. This event was originally planned for February. Yeah. Uh, shit, it may even have been January. The book came out in December, Wrong Light. And I said to Matt, I had gone I'd gone and watched Don Winslow and Lou Burney, a couple of really good authors that I liked. They just did a conversation talking about books and the whole thing. Coyle and I are at this event. And as I said, the book Wrong Light is really fun because it's about a local San Diego detective that protects a talk radio host, a radio host. And I had helped Matt out with some of the logistics. I said, you know, man, if you ever want to do something like this, I think it'd be really fun. Like we could go hang out and just go to a bookstore and like they'd have to, they yeah. want us there. You can't just show up at a bookstore and start talking loudly to arrest you. Yeah. And he goes, uh, man, let's do it. I'm going to find a place. So we set it up for Book Catapult in January. And we got to about a day and a half out, and I had done zero prep <laughs> for the event. And then we mentioned the health issues that had laid out the owner of Book Catapult. Well, we're happy to say he's doing well, but now the event's tomorrow night, Thursday night, and I've had another three months. And again, I've done zero There you prep. go. It's none. But it will be... <laughs> Uh, it'll be fun because we're just going to go and like Coyle and I are pretty good buddies. I feel like you and I don't do a lot of prep when we come in here and we no. find different things to talk about. Uh, I, I know enough stuff about the series. We'll have some fun. But if you are hearing this and you are out and about on a Thursday night, come hang out. He's great. The books are great. And uh, we'll see you at Book Catapult on Thursday. There we go. All right. So a lot of things have happened, actually, since our last show. Major stuff in San Diego sports Robert since our last Sock show. Robert got sent down. Yes. How about that? And that is, wow. Yeah, I don't think we're going to talk Robert <laughs> Stock tonight. Yeah. All shit hit the fan yesterday, David. You know what? Think about what's gone on just in the last week. Two radio stations shaken up. Right. Well, we had talked a lot about 1090, though. We had talked, but yeah, it, it was a trickle down. Yeah. So what happened, let me take you through it yesterday. So it was about 3.30 yesterday afternoon, and I happened to glance at Twitter, and I saw a bunch of people that had all of a sudden at the same time posted those little video clips, one guy eating popcorn, the Sam Jackson Sprite thing, basically sending you the message like, well, I'm going to watch this. I want to see what's going on. So I was sitting there. I go, well, what did I miss, right? Like, what? had happened and I reached out to one of the guys who done it. I go what are we what are we looking at they said we hear there's potential trouble with Cilio so I said okay so this is a fuck you to Ryan Barkley and <laughs> fuck you to three other guys what, well, what for what I, what I miss well I'll tell you why it's okay. a fuck you to those guys in a minute I I've been in this industry for 27 years if not longer I know fucking people in every station, and I have good friendships in every station. So I have four friends that are really good guys that work in intercom. Yeah. 
different levels. I reached out to all four of them. I didn't know at that point that Cilio was fired. I didn't know what the level was. But what I did was I said, I heard Cilio's out and I'm going with it. Can you confirm it? Whoa, is the message I get back. Boom, 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 boom. From three out of the four. Wow, you got that fast. Yes, he's out. You didn't get it from me. Confirmed at three plagues. Yes. Three fucking times, okay? I don't... I got better shit to do in my fucking day than make up rumors about uh, Dan Cilio. So I write, Cilio is out. Cilio is out, 97.3. The first fuckhead is Barkley. Well, that's big if it's true. Yeah, fuckhead, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Now it sets you off. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? I, do I come over, right? When you're mowing the fucking uh, Qualcomm logo in and go, well, I don't know. Kind of fucked up the queue a little bit there. Like, you do your world, I'll do mine. So then I got some other dipshit who writes, what's your source? Oh, hang on. Let me just lay out the four names. So I said, your mom. (laughs) Which 97 people like. That's funny. And I wrote to him today. I said, I feel like me and 96 others owe your mom an apology. (laughs) Did the guy get mad? No, he was the first guy to hit. He liked it. Good. Um. So that was it. So I continued to talk to the people from Intercom to say what was going on. And this is really, really funny. Okay. So what I got confirmed from Intercom was that, yes, the pushback from the Padres, the Padres team. Yep. Those of you on Twitter, um, it definitely had an impact. To which my friend H.J. Preller Pointed out last night, you know, I was running today and I listened to a podcast. And the guys on that podcast had said, we're all upset about these guys doing interviews with Celia. We're all a bunch of pussies. (laughs) (laughs) This is like three hours after Celio's been fired for that exact reason. I go, fuck. Yeah. Okay. That was us. Yeah. Yeah, We didn't know shit. I didn't think it would have an impact. I 100% was wrong. And you got you you absolutely got it done. Now I will say what I was told to a man from the people within Intercom, yeah, is that in his time there, however, I don't even know. I came in a year. Feels like he was there at least a year. He was, yeah, he was. Well, when that whole Kevin Klein thing happened, you yeah. know, he was doing but middays. he was already yeah, but he had been there a year. From what the people that work there now said to me, yeah was you know just in our dealings with him he was fine yeah he we know his reputation we know everything that he's done in the past we know everything about him we're just saying that when he came in this building when we dealt with him he treated everybody fine male female they didn't have any issues with them but ultimately at the end as with klein and the others the past is going to catch up with you yep so that story goes all day. What I was laughing about was I knew Jay Posner, who's a fucking dink, <laughs> no talent dink, and Tom Krasovic, who I've known for 30 years. Yeah, you and guys shared a hotel room in Baltimore together. We sure did. Here's the funny thing that I'm going to tell you about Posner and Krasovic that yeah. I don't think I've said on this show. Okay. Whenever they send Kras out to write these radio stories, why they have assigned Kras that beat, he doesn't know jack shit about it. He'd be the first guy to tell you. Guess who Kras always calls for background? Me. 
calls me all the fucking time. Hey, help me on this. Help me on that. So I fucking help him. Like I helped that dumb shit Posner. Yes. And okay. last night I'm like, you know, I'm just interested. They're going to write this fucking story. And I know for a fact they will never mention the Dave and Jeff podcast, which they don't. Whatever. We don't need glory celebrating the fact that when a guy got fired, we were first with it. But it just tells you who Posner is. And sadly, it tells you what Kraz is. Because I know where they got it. Yeah. They wouldn't have known that story if it kicked them right in the fucking nuts. So fuck both of those guys. <laughs> I can't wait till they call me back. Hey, Jeff, it's Jay. Hey, fuck you, Jay. You piece of shit. <laughs> you call him a piece of shit. No. When's the last time you called anybody a piece of shit? No, I wouldn't at all. I just like, but I was all heated about it. And then I called Dave later. I'm like, why am I so mad about this? No, it's not like I announced the Chargers were moving back to San. Who gives a shit? So, hey, why you, hey, why are you all mad at me? Hey, fuck you, Jay. You backstabber. No, none of that will happen. You backstabber. None that of like, that. I was like, when you go to a reference, it sounded like something you'd hear like in 1978. You piece, shithead. <laughs> you shithead, you piece of shit. Uh, Dude, so, that's no, so funny. None of that would. I'd be like, hey, what's up? Crazy. No, I have. Like, I was, though. I was like, and I'm so dumb. I was like, why would I be mad about that? Like, not like I announced it, right? Kevin Faulkner resigned or anything that had to. Cilio got fired. We all knew it was going to happen. So, yeah, I'm a moron. Oh my god! You know it's funny, but the way my things jump around a little bit. I was I yeah. was I was talking to someone today, and they were talking about their you know high school glory days, mm-hmm. and they were saying, you know, I went to the was co- it Woods? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't Costa. But the guy said he went to the coach and said, "Hey, coach, how about this year?" Which coach? Yeah, Dave. <laughs> what? Do, who <laughs> was this young man? Wasn't the guy that calls everything a ball game? No. Did I have him at Torrey Pines? No. Did what? I have him at USIU? <laughs> he did not. I have him up there at the Bunny Ranch University <laughs> where I was a guest speaker. Coach Coach would call 9-11 a ball game. I remember the ball game at 9 Well, I'm going to be out with Steve Quiz. I'm really excited. We're going to call the Strike Force game. In between plays, I'm just going to cry and do my handkerchief. <laughs> Got a brand new suit. You know what's funny? We, uh, we like Coach a lot. Love him. But, and I know you've listened to him the last couple of days, right? Can't take it. I can I cannot tell if it's him or this stupid podcast. Yeah, <laughs> you're the one doing it, so that's what's even stranger. So here's the deal: I like Coach, and he's been doing this a long time. He says, "Uh, as much as the Kardashians say like, it drives me fucking crazy." Well, uh, Dave, yeah, I, I just like that all the time. Hey, it's so great to have Dan Shanka here. <laughs> that is it. He does Saw's show. That's my problem. Yes, he does with Coach. Brad Sessmat used to try and do a Saw show, too. Correct. Saw uh, is not a good role model. <laughs> but I, look, John is... John's everything that Cilio isn't. And if and if they're going to play it safe and keep John in that spot for the time being, I have yeah. no idea. Uh, I really don't. I don't have any idea. But I will say this. In the morning, I'm trying to listen on the app when I can for Steve. But now 97.3, if I roll over and coaches hanging out doing his yeah. shit, David does. It puts you in a good mood. It just does. I never go, good shit. <laughs> somebody texted me today and goes, it's 2019 and coach is interviewing Randy Jones in Morning Drive. Yeah. I go, fuck, man, we're Mayberry by the beach. We love that shit. Yeah. 
Well, it is. It's true. We don't like change. Hey, Randy, what do you make of uh, Eric Lauer out there, huh? Yeah, I mean, just that same goofy shit that we do. Yeah. Like our our downtown metropolis known as Julian. That's what we're doing. But he's there. So, so Cilio's out. And as I said to a lot of people, and I put it out today, I go, it's going to look like the goddamn sausage races in Milwaukee with the race from the 1090 building over to 97.3. Yeah. To which Kaplan writes, hey, we're all under contract. I go, holy fuck. The WWE <laughs> rule book. The rule book for WrestleMania is probably stronger than that fucking no contract. Kidding. Take it easy over there, right? Like, uh, yeah. Oh, we're all under contract. I go, oh, shit. Contract with who? The people I, that aren't paying the rent? I don't know. It's going to mute it. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> Hey, we're completely off the air. Woods is doing 89 straight minutes of radio in the morning, taking a five-second break. But, hey, why would we leave? I go, just <laughs> shut it. I don't need your bullshit. Um, but I think, David, becomes a race from which shows at 1090 get picked up by 97.3. Yeah, you and I kind of talked about it. We gave our predictions the other day. We were saying that Darren is the guy that should go middays and replace Gottlieb. It makes perfect sense. I think Darren goes middays, and now you find out what do you do in the morning. Um, Steve was there, was part of 94.9, left with Cantori, but, I mean, I left 1360, I think, three different times yeah. and kept going back. Guys can go back and do it. But the difference is, you didn't leave the way Elston and Ruth left. As we right. talked about the other day, where they didn't say, get the fuck out of here, Ruth. Right, where they tased him and yeah. threw him out. You acted like a pro. Always. I'm Classy. Not, I'm not so sure Woods left like a pro. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know. But if, if let me tell you the good and let me tell you the bad. Okay. On In my opinion, on both of this. If I'm 97.3 right now and I go get... Stephen Ben to do mornings and I get um Darren to do middays. It's a pretty good lineup. Yeah. It's a pretty good lineup. It's clean. It's the Padres. Now uh, what I would say to those guys is kind of taking you behind the curtain. The way you make money, those guys probably did well contract wise. But where we always made our money was doing ad libs. Well, you're not gonna get any fucking commercials over there because the guy getting all the commercials is Tony Jr. And who, who could blame anybody? If you are uh, Bill Howe Plumbing and they say, hey, look, you can have Dave, you can have Jeff, you can have Woods, you can have Darren Kaplan, or you can have Tony Jr. I'm guessing a lot of people are going with Tony Jr. Exactly. It's a name. He's likable. Fantastic guy. And shit, man, I was lucky enough to ride that wave for a couple of years at 1360. I would tell Junior, take every one of those you get. Yeah. Hardwick um, does the same thing. Uh, exactly on a fucking station that made his broadcast from the moon because nobody listens to it look at that talk about bad luck 1360 1090 falls apart and 1360 reshuffles and they guarantee you they're stuck with a lineup they wish they could nitpick from um 1090s lineup problem is with 1360 is 1360 because they have a very arrogant dipshit for a program director Thought he knew this market, which he doesn't because his heart's in Kansas City of all fucking places. He thought that this town would continue to buy into Charger talk from former Charger players. 
and he couldn't have been more wrong. Nobody wants to be reminded, hey, have you seen your ex-girlfriend? Man, she dropped 25 pounds and she's fucking Peter North. <laughs> what? <laughs> How's everything going at All-American Burger? Well, not so good now. Well, I tell you what, she looked like she'd been horseback riding for two weeks and she couldn't wipe the grin off her face. Well, thanks. That's fucking Nick Hardwick every day. Great guy. He's telling you every day how Dean's fucking Amber Lynn. You're like, great. Great. You're sitting down here with Aunt Millie. The fuck? Yeah, and it failed. David failed. But they're too fucking arrogant, too fucking ignorant to say, you know what? Maybe we should change it out. We shouldn't have Ornberger here. We shouldn't have fucking Nick here. We should figure it out and get anybody in here but these two fucking guys. Well, again, it's become a baseball city more than ever, right? The Padres are the only real yeah. baseball, only real sports team you have. You should be filling it up with Padre stuff and Padre talk and guys who can talk Padre baseball. Well, but what's going to happen is in two months, whether 1090 is still on the stream and you have three stations or you're down to a revamped lineup at 97.3, you're going to have fucking people talking about Brian Dutcher getting ready for Utah State. Click. Because that, again, was another bad contract. Grabbing the Aztecs. We, we've seen the research on that. No, but I'm just saying that's yeah, going to be. But, what else are you going to be talking about? Just like we do on this show. We sit there and we talk a ton of Padres. We talk Padres year round because yeah. there's always an interest. And everyone knows the Padres are on the way up, not on the way down. This is an organization that's in a bad situation. There's plenty of reason to talk Padre baseball 95% of the time year round. Uh, that may be the case, and that. But they don't have anyone there to, to talk it. Judd's a baseball guy, but he can't talk baseball with Costa. No, Costa's not a baseball guy. No, you know this is why I said this. One of the guys at thirteen sixty because I love Mike, but Mike talking about Padre baseball reminds me when I would have to get up and do a verbal five minute recap of Mice and Men that I hadn't read. Mike talks a lot louder. Look. When you look at Machado and he pauses yeah. to try to figure out what's going to... And his head's going, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, Judd. This is what I see when I see Machado. Boy, if he connects, it's going a long way. That's a good one. And everybody in the car is like, what? <laughs> and he's, Judd, I'll tell you another thing. He's athletic. Now, uh, it's not. it might not be quite that bad. Is it that bad? It's, it sounds very, very familiar. Yeah. When you know, here's the deal. Mike has made it clear to you and me. He's just not a baseball guy. It's okay. Mike's in it. Mike's yeah. a sports fan. Yeah, he's a sports fan. He loves fan. the pods, but you he know doesn't... what's funny about him? The guy loves hockey, right? Right. Which is funny. You would never loves guess. Football. Loves football. Football yeah. is his thing. Right now, he's stuck in a nightmare. Well, he's getting paid to talk about something he has really zero interest, and that's not just him. There are a lot of guys on that station who have no interest. Warrenberger can't stand baseball. But Mike is so naturally entertaining and funny. Yes. If you set him up the right way, it's right. great. We don't need Mike to be Mark Sweeney. No. Mike doesn't have to talk about pitch selection or what happened. Just talk about what you saw as a fan. Have fun. Just be the fan. That's it. He's so naturally talented, entertaining, and funny that I would just say to him, Mike, fuck it. Don't worry about it. Judd can get us through the X and O's and... Right, yep. Paddock. Did we did we stay with Paddock too long? What's going on in the bullpen? Don't worry about that. 
Just be you. Yep. Just be entertaining. Talk about it. Be fun. That's all we need you to do. We'll bring Mud in. We'll bring Sweeney in. We'll bring Pomeranz in. Those guys can do it. Don't fucking worry about it. If we bring Jimmy Johnson in, we don't have to act like you know how to drive Indy 500. Judd doesn't know. Let Know what you don't know. But you're still really good on the radio, is what I would say to him. Just turn him loose. Just be a fan. Like, what made you laugh? He would have been, and I didn't hear it, but Mike would have been at his best the day after the bike chain comment, the Bush League comment, yeah, all of that shit. Just turn him loose. Talk about Bob Brenly and, and just insult the shit out of Bob Brenly and Steve Berthia because he's awesome at that game. But yeah, that but that's but and that's just it. So now, Dave, my point was for ninety seven three, as baseball, we don't know if this team rides the wave they're on or goes into a fourth place team. But at some point, baseball season's gonna end. Yeah. And you don't have the benefit of the NFL draft that we all took advantage of or training camp yeah. or opening day. We have a college football team today that they pointed out. I heard on Dan Patrick this. No, I heard it on Woods show. Shit, I almost gave credit to the wrong guy. I heard Stevie Woods saying there are nine teams in all of college football, nine, yeah, that have at least a 1% chance of winning the national championship. Shockingly, the Aztecs are not one of them. <laughs> and you just go, well, fuck, what are we going to do? I completely thought you were going to go the other way this time. No, what are we going to okay. talk about in November, December, the whole thing? And so it's still sports talk in San Diego. And I've already told you how I feel about the program director at 1360. And you the, told us how you feel about the program director at 97.3. I was just going to tell you. Yes. One of the most ignorant fucking dumb shits I've ever met in this city. Did you meet him just one time? Huh? Did you meet him only one time? The guy looked at the TV. We I took him to lunch yeah. at Bullpen. Yes. He looked at the TV the whole time with his mouth open, watching an English soccer game. Yes. And just was... I mean, the guy... Let's give him credit, Dave. He used to be Doug Gottlieb's producer. I mean, yeah, shit. <laughs> he worked for Bill Ryder. I mean, goddamn, right? Yeah. Let's fucking bring the guy in on his on his fucking uh, on the shoulders of the losers in this town, because this kid Adam is now in town. And I just sat there and talked to this guy. I'm like, this guy's so fucking arrogant. And like, I'm not saying just be like, hey man, tell me about San Diego. Tell me about yourself. Have a conversation. I fucking hated the guy. Within an hour. And this is how much I hated the guy. I hated the guy so much, which you Woods and Darren think is so funny because I laugh about it all the time. It's the only meeting I can ever remember where you go with a potential employer where I bought the lunch. Yeah, you did. I paid for it just to get the fuck away from that guy. I can't say this enough. I have said it to 50 people. There is not a fucking snowball's chance in hell that I would let that little prick Roll into a room and tell me what he did or didn't like about my show. I don't fucking need it at this point in my life. And the fact that Rich Herrera is still there in a management role is unbelievable to me. What does he do? Senior executive producer. Right? So he's going to come in. They're just giving out titles and parking spaces. That's it. But I just, I, I have said it to anybody who has reached out to me. I am very lucky that I work for a company that treats me great and likes me. I don't know the last time that I had that 
<laughs> and they're like, hey, how you doing? What's going on? I'm like, radio in my eyes is a two-year cycle. And in two years, you're like, fuck, am I in or am I out? And that's another two-year yeah, cycle. you're right. And I was sharing that with people today at my job. They're like, dude, you can fucking be here for the next 20 years. You don't have to worry about two years. I like that. Yeah. When I leave at 5 o'clock at night, I don't have to worry about what the fuck am I going to talk about tomorrow at 7.15. How am I going to get Joe Titino to stop screaming his updates? <laughs> How am I going to get Kaplan to stop grinding me to put up a new fucking thing on Sided.com? I don't have to do any of that shit. I can come down here and I can hang out. But the most important thing that I will drive home to anybody, and not that they're calling us, Partello hates this show because he got his feelings hurt. That's disappointing. He got his feelings hurt. How he, could he be a fan, understand what the show is, and then get your feelings hurt? He absolutely got his feelings hurt when I fucking killed Fowler from Chicago. Do you think he got his feelings hurt or do you think he got in trouble for that? No, I don't think he got in trouble. He, what the fuck's he upset about? Who knows? But I used to hear from him all the time. We never yeah. hear from him anymore. But I still love him. I think he's great. I know a lot of you hate him, but in my relationship with Cowboy him, Wayne, Cowboy <laughs> Wayne's been great, but I can't deal with a guy who's going to get his feelings hurt. If you call a guy out, we were pissed at Fowler for celebrating the fact that they were going to Brown, yeah. pushing the timeline back to 2021. And it felt ridiculous. I called him out. Cannibal writes a retraction. It gets picked up all over. And the next thing you know, Manny Machado's here. And again, you're fucking welcome. But Cowboy Wayne got his feelings hurt. But so what? Yeah. I still like him. But nobody has reached out to us. It's not like they're saying they're, nobody's fucking knocking our door over to come in. I'm just saying to anybody that even thinks for a second, after everything that this show has been through in the last two years, yeah. we can't do this show there. We can't. Nobody comes to me at my current job and goes, hey, man, you want to make an extra 40 bucks a week telling everybody you got a low T count? No. <laughs> I don't. Because <laughs> my fucking dick is raw tired. Shut up. What's the matter with you? <laughs> I was out to dinner with the guy last night who told me he gets these shots because of the low T. Yeah. I had no, and honestly, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. And, and no. he's telling me, and he goes, man, when I was younger, hang a towel on it. He goes, Jesus, he, take goes, it easy. He, he goes, now, he goes, I couldn't even hang a sock on it. Oh. He goes, I get those shots. He goes, I'm telling you, you better hope I don't get a shot and then die. You won't be able to shut the coffin. <laughs> uh, and the other thing is, look, I hope I'm wrong. But if Steve's out of a gig, and Darren's out of a gig, if Scott's out of a gig, and I currently have one gig and we're able to do this and have some fun. Yeah. I, I I don't I just don't like being the guy to say, "Whoa, hey, I'm going to try to I'm going to try to get that job that you're going for." I know I'm currently drawing two checks. Yeah. But uh and I know you got a mortgage and kids and you worry, but hey, man, I'm no. It's not like you're getting a fucking job at at the fan. Yeah. They're still the last place English speaking station or right above 1360. Um but if those guys can all get in and continue quality of life and work in new studios and talk baseball and know that their checks going to clear, then, then I'd be really, really stoked for those guys. So right now when we, we talk about doing this, I mean, this is a blast. We do this mm -hmm. when we want to do it. If something Drinking comes beers. up, yeah, able to drink beers, Got VIP guests in the garage. We absolutely do. I don't even know if we're allowed to say it. Mm -hmm. No, we're not allowed to say, okay. I don't, no. know, don't get in trouble. So, <laughs> so, but if I have another beer, I'll yeah, tell you it's social. Yeah. <laughs> you give her social security numbers. So we love doing this. People say all the time, because I think we're trying to get back on. We have never once said about getting back on the radio. 
I was excited. I really felt like after a couple of meetings um, with 97.3 that there may be a place for us to go over there. And I think we talked about it here. But I just, I was so, I just, I hated that kid. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe he just had a bad day. He came off as such an arrogant little prick that I just, sorry, that's just who it is. And I, I'm very happy that we're not in a situation where we got to kiss that fucking kid's ass. I was in Arizona last summer yeah. when you went and had the lunch. With oh them. yeah. And I knew you're going to lunch with them. I'm like, oh, we'll see what happens when Jeff calls. And so I figure when the phone rang and it's you, I thought you were about to give me the greatest news of all time. Yeah. What a great guy. The station's going in the right direction. They got the best equipment in town. It's an FM right. signal. First thing I, I, <laughs> I answer the phone. What I say? I could be not what it was. I could not be more disappointed in the history of my life of anyone I've ever met. Right. And and unimpressed that right. I'm like, oh fuck, this is not going the way I thought right. it was going. And then I was like, here comes the joke. No. And then there was no joke. No. And then I hear you say, and I bought him fucking lunch. So I could get the fuck out of there. <laughs> I know, which is great. Because <laughs> I was like, how did you pay for lunch? I'm thinking I've never heard of that before. I don't know, but it's like Darren and Woods and you think it's great. That's honestly, I just think of any meeting you've been to for yeah. any of you, wherever you've gone and you went in and we've talked about it on this show, Dave, where we have been so lucky in this job over the years. Vince Scully, Jerry Coleman come yeah. to mind. Ted's another guy. Mike Tuck's another guy. John Kalia. So many people that come to mind for us, Jim Nance, we met, I mean, there's a million of these guys where you, where you have a pretty high expectation and you go in, you go, man, I, oh, there's no way this guy will live up to it. And they do. Yeah. And it's great. I didn't, I didn't have any expectations for this guy. I just knew that he had come in and they were excited to have him. He was a young guy. And I knew within five minutes that I fucking hated him. And you just go, you go, wow, this guy is an arrogant little douche. An arrogant little douche. And I know people in that building listen to it. I don't know if he knows. I have no problem at all with any one of you going, God, he hates your guts. Because you were a fucking unimpressive little fucking twit. And I'm just saying, you're in my town, bitch. Right? Like, you can at least show the common courtesy. Be like, hey, man, tell me all about it. And, Dave, you and I have had enough situations yeah. Where guys go, hey, we're going in a different direction. You're just like, hey, man, pleasure to meet you. Best of luck to you. We'll see how things circle around. Yeah. I know better than anybody in this business, you don't want to burn a bridge. I can't give less of a fuck what Partello, anybody at the Padres, what Bob Bollinger, what anybody at Intercom thinks I think of that guy. Because you fucked up with that hire. That kid's a little dick. <laughs> little fucking no talent dick. You fucked up. Fucking no talent dipshit. And why the fuck's Herrera still there? I think you've already addressed that today. Just reminding you. <laughs> so I hope this... So there you go. So you've burned every bridge with uh, radio as far as the current bosses that are in town. So what? I, I didn't say... I didn't call you out of saying, look what you did. I'm saying that's yeah. where we are right now. Yes. So when people say, when are you going back on the radio? There's I'm your not. Fuck, okay, that's what I'm saying. There's your answer. Yeah. Don't you write it on Twitter to us. No. And don't say, what station are you on? Because when people think that's a shot, hey, fuck face, it doesn't work that way. That's not the way the medium's going. Right. We're the bosses. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> we get paid directly. We don't right. pay we anyone don't else. Right, we show. Yes, dumbass. Nobody turns us off. We don't have to do what Stevie Woods does. 
99 straight minutes of a fucking show. Is that what's happening right now? Did yeah, they got a- like five second breaks. Jesus, dude. It's Steve, over. drink your water. Go. We're back. Yeah. I hope you don't have to pee. He's wearing diapers. Dude, here's the deal with that. That's what I was afraid was going to happen last week is that what happened to those advertisers? Because they want to make sure it works for a while before they're going to invest again. It would work if they understood the way it works. Right. But they're going to want to re-up those contracts, too, and say, wait a second, we're paying this amount. Now we want this new amount, and we got to see how this thing goes. It's going to be really tough to keep keep it going because, again, you aren't paying just the host. You're paying everyone behind the scenes. Well, here's the other thing, and I will tell you, I have not asked Scott about it. I have not, um, although I wonder, no one's Scott. He probably did a whole show on it. But I haven't said anything to Darren, and I haven't said anything to Steve. But you know what? I'll just say it on the fucking podcast where everybody can hear it. One of the things that they do at 1090 is they write in ratings bonuses. And isn't it fucking ironic that earlier this week, the local ratings came out and those three shows are doing great. Wow. They're doing great. Now, I don't know. It's none of my business. It's their money. Um, but I sure hope whoever owns that company is doing yeah. the right thing. Uh, like I said, it's not not any of my business. And I would never ask, but I hope they're doing the right thing. It's not owned. Remind, remember, they are not employees of the guy who owns the transmitter. They are an employee of the guy who leases the transmitter. Yes. That is two completely different things. Yes. And if you have an incentive bonus and you meet that incentive, I hope you're rewarded for it. Because what happened at that transmitter could not have been stopped by Steve, by Ben, by Darren, by Scott, or anybody else who showed up to work every day, brought their A game, did their thing. So I, I just hope. But again, uh, it's not my place. I just, I was thinking about those guys the other day. When it comes out, you go, fuck, man. Good on all you guys. You really, in a very difficult time, have done great shows. And uh, and hopefully they get rewarded for it. So here's the deal with the, the 1090, obviously not counting as far as radio goes right now mm-hmm. 97.3 is the one that benefits the entire time correct yeah i think tell but, me yeah go ahead but how much you go to did you did you turn into tony and chris today no i don't listen to afternoon radio i'm i'm on a baseball field coaching high school baseball by then did i'm at have, a, i'm at a work by two o'clock did you have coach on today i did i flipped on coach this morning really I had and, I, and, and i did the same thing that that you did i'm going it sounds like you number one which <laughs> is crazy and then two is the us drive me nuts. And he's done it his whole career, but man, it starts to to get on me. Nothing against coach. Cause I always, I hate this right here. When guys get criticized for being older, coach has always just been coach, mm-hmm. but coach does sound old on the radio to me. Like, you know what I mean? There's a certain energy with the morning radio coach to me is a good nighttime guy. Yeah. As far as what that's where he belongs. He belongs doing evenings. He belongs doing Padre talk and all that, but High school at, show. Yeah, 5 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock, whatever the hell he's on. It, there's no energy. I mean, that's when you wake up and you flip the radio on, you're shaving in the morning, you're driving to work. There has to be that, not the zany zoo, but there has to be right. an energy to it. <laughs> coach in there with his kazoo. Even the, I don't think Coach knows the name of the two guys he's talking to. Um, Who? You know, the, the two guys who are in the room with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Sue DeVincent there now? I have not heard Sue once. You told me Sue was joining Silly. I never even heard Sue before. Well, I, I will say this. I am so happy for her. Yeah. Who's one of the best people I know. And I put myself on an embargo from talking to her. 
because I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. Right. She's there. She's working hard. Man, I love her to death. And I just hope that whichever show ends up there in the morning, they're able to use her and utilize her and have some fun with her because she's great. I, I just feel like, Dave, if if Intercom is smart, yeah, they go right now and say to 1090, dude, let these guys out. Give me Ben and Woods. Uh, I don't know. I guess they're committed to Rome. Put Darren in middays. And How could he be committed to Rome? He gets a 0.0. I don't know if you're CBS, if you're committed to it, right? Maybe. Maybe it's in his contract. You put... Yeah, you put uh, you put Darren in at middays. Junior's going to be there. Yeah, I don't know that you're going to put Junior with with Kaplan. I don't know what that combination would be like. Junior's the star there. I I think that would be the thing I would tell all the guys at 1090 is if you're going over there. Yeah, Junior's the guy. It's his. He's the golden light. And if you can roll in there and be like, look, man, I can check my ego at the door. I'm happy to come in and be a part of it, but. When you've been the guy at 1090, I don't know how how well that would work. I, I yeah. know those guys well enough. I don't think it would be a problem. But would you agree that Junior is the guy? Oh, he's, he's the only recognizable name. As far as we know, the other guys, and people in San Diego might know, but I'm saying as far as it's a national name. People know the Gwyn name. And he is likable. Sure is. Great talented, kid. right? Yeah, great kid. Has walked a walk. and Everybody's rooting for him. Right. We love him. We love him. And I'll say this, too. The great thing is that you can say about Tony, he's got a name in this town on his own. He played for this team. He played at San Diego State. He grew up in this town. He works hard. He's prepared. He's entertaining. He's funny. His dad is an icon in this town that was all those kind of things. And what I love, Dave, is you can say all those things, and then you can say, and by the way, he is the first minority voice in a drive-time role, in a major role yeah, that I right. can think of in a long time. Never thought of it. You're absolutely right. Right, which is great because he is there because he's Tony Gwynn Jr. He's earned it. He's good. He's fun. I laugh when I hear him. He cracks me up. And uh, and you and I have been friends with him for a long time, and I'm thrilled for him. But I also look at that and say, yeah, we finally have a little diversity. Yeah. We have a little diversity, and he is – dude, that guy – he could be in that role for 20 years. I just think, unless he... No, you're absolutely right. We're, he doesn't have to go anywhere. He's so fun when he's doing... Like, him and Ted were really funny doing Padre games yeah. together. Because Ted loves him. What We've was all, the deal? Where was Orsilla? Was he back east or Don was he was doing, time off? Don did FS1. Okay. So Don was doing an FS1 game. So he just traveled on Friday and then just might as well take Sunday off too. But of um, Yeah, the fucking guy. Um, but I think for all of us that have been lucky enough to know him for as long as we have, yes, I, fuck Dave, if it's junior's time doing that job that you, I couldn't be more happy for that dude. You know, uh, I gotta let you know someone and it might've been 1360 that had it today. I'm trying to think what I was trying to listen to, but they said they ran a, a stat cast deal where they ran the Padres season through a computer mm -hmm. 150,000 times Okay, from this point on how many wins do you think they came out to? 79. 77. If they fucking do. <laughs> I'm gonna 77. Take... Great. Here's the thing. There's an empty Corona bottle that's going to fucking sit right on this table. <laughs> and if the they get to 77, there's, gonna, there's a great clip that you can find on YouTube of a very amped up Roddy Piper. Yeah. 
who breaks a beer bottle over his own head and his head bleeds like somebody took one of those water buckets like yeah. you water flowers with and just like, what the fuck was he thinking? Well, you're going to know firsthand because if they end this season at 77 wins, you're getting that right there. You know what? If they make right it to noggin. 77 wins and it's the last game of the season, Holy you'll shit. be watching it like it's the seventh game of the World We're Series. We're going, right? We're yeah. going. <laughs> We're going. Did they even finish at home? I don't know. We'll go on the road. I got United Miles. Hey, can I hype one quick thing of and then course. whatever? Uh, I mentioned my boy H.J. Preller, who, look, when we fuck up, we own it. Yeah. Don't run from it. Preller called me out on our bullshit. He's exactly right. We what thought, was it? Fuck, I just said it. Which that, one? That we thought this silly old bullshit oh, with people one. yelling at him would make no impact. It got him fired. Okay. Fuck. I thought you were going to go in another direction with the Padres. No, but H.J. Preller... When I started traveling for work and I was talking about the credit cards and getting miles and bonuses. Yeah. Fuck, he sent me such great stuff on, dude, get this card, don't use this card. Like, if you use your cards for points yeah, and, you know, gather these points and you don't really know which ones to do, that maniac has a podcast on it. And, and he is a complete psycho on 90,000 topics. He's the smartest guy I've ever met. Which card? I'm dying to know now. Which card is he? He will walk you through all of them. He's got a brand new podcast that is committed to how to use. He, his goal is, I think he's using Shelly Higgins. I think he told me that he was going to do a podcast like this, and they were going to go step-by-step step to get another person to a million points. Okay. And I haven't listened to it because he just announced it last night and I just was kind of a crazy day. But, like, no kidding. This fucking guy is so brilliant on that shit. And if you travel and use credit cards yeah. and you're like, hey, I've got miles. Because I said to him, my trip two weeks, um, I couldn't catch a United flight. I have to fly American. Yeah. Everything I have, I have a, a credit card. I have United miles. Everything goes into the same account. I can't use it. And I have to fly American. I fucking sent him a message last night. I go, hey man. He goes, ah, you're gonna you're gonna be fucked. I was like, God damn, I felt like I was gonna be fucked, but the only flight I can get. Yeah, if you're looking at these things, yeah. he he is outstanding. I, I just I'm happy to hype a guy that if I travel a lot for work, Dave, you travel. Um, but I, I just, I would highly recommend you check it out. And I think it's going to be fun. I think he's taken Shelly. Yeah. And the goal is to get her to a million points. I could be wrong, but I know that's what he had talked to, to me in the past. Saying, Does Ben realize he's trying to steal his wife? That's what it sounds like. Ben's sound asleep. He's <laughs> sleeping in his car. When he wakes up, he's gonna be, his wife's going to be in Australia. Ben cracked me up. Did you see his fucking tweet last night? No. I don't even know if I follow him. Why not? And maybe I just don't follow him. I don't know. I don't know if he follows me. I'll look it up right now. I talked to Woods yesterday and he said, did you hear our show this morning? I said, no. He said, Ben was fighting a cold and they gave him an Alka-Seltzer plus and there was some kind of cold medicine in there and Ben was sleep deprived and it fucked him up and Ben was all fucked up on the air. He got fucked up from an Alka-Seltzer plus. No, we don't follow each other. Oh my God. Yeah. How about that? Well, I don't blame him for not following you. Well, but you can now learn it's mutual. something. But he yesterday writes, "Hey, isn't it funny that the Padres use four guys, Wick and Wingartner and 
whoever the fuck else in that bullpen has a W in their name. And he goes, but they still ended up with the L. And I go, you know, Ben, that's good writing. Jesus Christ. And he goes, well, I fucked up. He didn't cuss. You know, Ben doesn't cuss. But he goes, ah, I screwed up the tweet. But I, I just go, poor fucking Ben. It's 1030 at night. Being creative on a tweet. You're sound asleep. Doing nothing. Talking you, to me? You. I'm 1030. I'm wide awake. That's you're not doing you. anything. I'll be awake you're at one thirty in the morning. You're not writing original tweets, you fucking oh, egg that's sucking fantastic. Dog. It's amazing that station's not on the fucking air anymore. Here's the funny thing is the, the Chargers get the last laugh on that bullshit. You know that. All those fucking jokes all fall yeah. about pay your rent, bitch. All that stuff. Who didn't pay their rent? Yeah. You know? I mean, fucking Kaplan and fucking Darren and fucking Woods and all those guys. Pay your rent. Smoking big cigars yeah. on the porch. Yeah. And then guess the sheriff what? came over and boarded up the door, and guess what? You're living in the van. Exactly. Fucking, Fuck. you know Spanos, when he heard that news, was in the back of his limo with this big-ass cigar laughing his ass off, like he, Robert De Niro. No, he was, was He doesn't too. have a fucking He doesn't clue. know any of those fuckers. <laughs> he doesn't care to know any of those fuckers. He couldn't give less of a shit. Nope. He's just hanging out, getting a tan, kicking the ball a little, it. Kicking the ball a little closer to the hole. How often do you That's think a he, gimme. That's a gimme. Find another pair of khaki pants. That's it. Trying to figure out what happened to AJ. Yeah. Is AJ here? No, yeah. Dean, we fired AJ. It's Tom's team now. Looking in the mirror. So my hair looks purple. Right. Does it look like Dick Stockton? What the fuck's wrong with my hair? <laughs> what do you think he called? Hey, Tim, how are we doing for the draft? <laughs> well, Dean, I'm Tom. I've worked for you for five years. <laughs> Shh. Shh. Is there fresh coffee on? Hi, Tim. Did you drop the bagels off? Uh, From now on, you're Tim. You're Tim. Yeah, otherwise, you don't like it. We're going to fire you. Yeah. Uh, I want this out on the out on the record, too. <laughs> Go ahead. Speaking of the Chargers, Dean is not the toughest guy to figure out. No. And as I've said forever, Dean constantly wanted to be a hero in this town. It was so evident from the first time I met him in 1995, the Dean felt like he wanted to be a hero in this town. He wanted to be loved in this town. He wanted to be a hero. He could not have taken a more crooked path yeah. to a dead end in his effort to do that. But for any of us that met with him, it was very, very clear that's what Dean wanted. And what I knew was going to happen after a couple of conversations that Dave and I had with him, we brought it up. A thousand people brought it up. Fans brought it up. Media brought it up. It was the desire to change the jerseys back to the powder blue. And it became very, very obvious to me, to Dave, and I think we're the only two because we were the only two that said it consistently. Dean was going to hold that powder blue card up his sleeve yeah. until the Chargers got a new stadium. Whether that new stadium was here in San Diego or here in Los Angeles, the reward for whoever gave him that new stadium yeah. was going to be, yes, here come the powder blues. You eat your vegetables, meaning you're going to give me a $2 billion stadium I'm going to give you an ice cream sandwich. It's the powder blues. But what I said in 2004 
that pissed that team off was I said, look, this team is going to move to L.A. They're going to move to L.A. And the reason why I felt like in 2004 they were going to move to L.A. was because this dumb fuck city that we live in voted Mike Aguirre into office. And you knew that there was no way this team was getting a stadium built with Mike Aguirre in office. Aguirre hated Dean. Yeah. Hated AJ. Hated all those guys. Oh, uh, not AJ. Hated Fabiani. That was really who hated each other. And you were like, they're done. So the first thing you said was, they're going to move to L.A. The second thing that was the next part in the puzzle was, when they get to L.A., they're moving full-time to the Powder Blues. And then the third thing hasn't turned out yet. I said, they're going to put the Greek symbol for fuck you on the helmet. Yes. Oh, my God. I immediately got a call from the Chargers. The Chargers even called my house. That was crazy. I didn't know they had my home phone number. And the conversation that we had in 2004, they had said, God, I should have written down. But they accused me of saying something on the air that I hadn't said. Yeah. Did you say this? And I said, no. Well, what about this? Did you say this? I go, no. Well, we heard you said that we're moving to L.A., we're going to Powder Blue, and we're putting the Greek symbol for fuck you on the helmet. I go, oh, well, I did say that. That's exactly how it went. I go, God, I, you were right there. I was. I was right there. I go, yeah, I did. Standing in my kitchen. I was dying laughing. And they said, well, where'd you get that from? Nobody in our building saying that. And I said, well, it's pretty obvious. You're not going to get a stadium here. And when you go, you're going to go to Powder Blue. <sighs> well, can you, can, can you do us a favor and just leave the Greek stuff out of it? Can you just leave that out of it? And I go, yeah, you know what? I can. All right. See you later. I think my credential got yanked. Couldn't go see a two and fucking 14 team. And uh, so what happens? They fucking moved to L.A. And the next logical step is what happened yesterday, yeah. which is they are going full-time to the Powder Blues. The good Powder Blues are the no, ones they made up. No, because, Dave, it's it's the Spanos way, which is we know more than you do while they're sitting there with a the fucking dunce cap on. Yeah. No. They can't give us the ones that we actually want. One in one is three in yeah. their world. Yeah. And, no, and that's why people would say all the time, how do you not like the Chargers? You know why I don't like the Chargers? Because I dealt with them. And it's frustrating. And it's frustrating for us on behalf of all of you that loved that team and you had to deal with them because they owned your team. You didn't yeah. have the opportunity to trade them out. You didn't have the opportunity to bring in a Steve Ballmer or a Jerry Jones or whoever the case may be. You had to deal with them. And when you would sit there and talk with them in meetings on the air or off the air, you could just, ah, it was so mind-boggling dumb. And Dean's thought was, in my opinion, that we're going to get a new stadium and I'm going to go back to the Powder Blues and all the peasants that buy these tickets are going to carry me on their shoulders. They're going to parade me up and down the streets downtown while I profess my false modesty. No, no. Stop throwing rose petals at me. No, no, no. But I will say this. 
had a stadium been built here, he was doing it here too. Yeah. In my opinion. But I get it. I'm not saying anybody's wrong. We should have done this. It's not anything about it. It wasn't just the move to LA equaled the powder blues. What I always felt like in 15 years of these different laps around the track with that team and people in the organization, that was going to be the gift for getting him a stadium. And he got a stadium and he's like, well, then, oh, I guess we'll reward LA because they all want powder blue. They don't even know your fucking name. <laughs> they don't know your name, AG's name, John's name. They don't know any of you. But I bet they just said, come on, guys, come in for a group hug. We got, we're giving them what they want. And LA was like, what? <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I just, for all of you that are. So are these the uniforms they're going to wear from not just next year, but the ones they're going to wear in the brand the new primary. stadium? So, yeah. And the Rams are the ones that haven't announced their new uniforms. Right. I mean, the Rams should stay with the ones they wore in the Super Bowl. Even though it didn't work out luck wise, those are the ones they should wear too. Those are the ones the fans want. Give the fans what they want. I love the Rams old school Roman Gabriel Navy. Yes, the dark like the Navy with the, with the horns. I. Those, I wasn't alive back then when they wore those, though. I just saw highlights of that shit. Nobody looks like a black and white TV. Yeah, well, your your jerseys don't even start. I've seen your Viking jerseys. Yeah, I, they I, should go back to the ones they wore in the seventies. Those yes, look cool. I agree with you. I'm not arguing that. But yours, they looked at. They were like, "What's up here? Does a soccer team come in? Oh, that's the Rams. <laughs> that's what you got? No, go back to those old school Deacon Jones." Bring back the head slap. <laughs> the head slap. You can't bring the head slap back. They're going when you wear those uniforms. Pat Hayden uniforms. I like God, those. right. Dieter Brock. Yes, Dieter Brock. What a but, fucking train wreck. But just when they announced it yesterday yeah. and Keenan Allen's tweeting out that, oh, these should be our road jerseys. Yeah. Man, I just, for all of you that loved that team and supported that team, I just was like, God dang it. God damn it. Like it's just what, what, the, what would Philip Rivers say? Dang it! Let's think about uh, uh, Mike Riley. Yeah. Shit, you got me going, Coach. Uh, Will Dave. Uh, dang it! Remember that, Dad? Come it! You think Philip Rivers' license plate says, says "shoot 17"? It should. <laughs> dang it! I don't know if those guys. I just don't know. I think they have a feeling. We saw him at the Hall of Champions at that dinner, and that was that was pretty good stuff. But I don't know day to day, and I'm not saying anybody blames him. Yeah. I just don't know, Dave. I don't think Dean or John or Ag, any of those guys really have an idea the the impact that their decision had on this market. I don't. Yeah, again, I don't know much that they even care. All I know is you think how cool it would be to own a professional team. Right now, Dean is completely irrelevant. He's irrelevant in Los Angeles, and yeah. here they hate his guts. And there's nothing cool exactly the way he owns this team. Again, he's paying rent. Everyone knows it's Kroenke Stadium. Mm -hmm. It's still L.A. I mean, it's going to take them to win a Super Bowl to get really the attention that he expects to – that he thinks he deserves, I should say. They had an amazing season a year ago, yet people weren't really paying attention. They went on the road and won a playoff game against the Ravens, and then it was over. It was over pretty fast. And they'd really have to make a run next year while Phillip, you think, still has it. And then especially next year, because you want to sell tickets going into that new stadium. Next year's the last year they're going to be in Carson. And then it's going to be empty as shit. Yeah. Then it's going to look really weird on TV. I wonder how long he hangs. 
I wonder how long he hangs. What was the rule? That five years he had to do it. I so, think. Right, I, mean, I think so right now the NFL push on him. You think? I mean, they didn't push on Mark Davis like you thought they would, right? They haven't yet. But when yeah. he gets to Vegas, and if Vegas is twenty-one percent full, and he's been pretty smart, and Vegas will be full because and they had it's brand new. Yeah, I mean, you have Gruden, and you went out, you got Antonio Brown, and yeah, you 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 have big time stars that the rest of the NFL knows who they are. Like, is is Dean going to be able to pay the relocation money? Oh my gosh, man! It, it's really is Mark Davis going to be yeah. able to pay that money. I mean, it's really kind of crazy when you think about where those two guys are did and how wealthy pay, everyone else is. Did Dean ever? Buy his way out of San Diego, like I, I would assume he had, right? Yeah, we imagine. haven't heard that he has. It. No, yeah, you would have heard he hadn't. The NFL had to help everything out just to make everything move quickly and forget about San Diego. But I, Dave, if they would let him out, yeah, I would think the NFL would let him go. Yeah, because look at what happened in he's the a, NBA. It, yeah, when, don't, the best part about him being a partner is that he's quiet. He's not a loud bad partner. He's just. Uh, 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 True. Uh, just, just a partner that really doesn't belong in the room, and everybody knows it. But when Sterling went out and Ballmer yeah. came in, it, it just it changed the team a little yeah. bit. People, okay. like Clipper games are fun. Let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. Let's say it was Dean that was getting hand jobs in Florida. Would the NFL get rid of him? Would that be enough to say, "Do you got to go"? Because this Robert Kraft thing, they're releasing the goddamn tape. Yeah. Of this guy getting jerked off. Wow. Who wants to see that? You sick fuck. Yeah, Costa will be number one. Costa will watch it. Costa will watch it. He'll be the first guy. Woods will probably and watch Costa's it. And Costa's so dumb, he'll have the camera on his fucking computer on and shit. Yeah. And we'll be watching Costa watch it. In a terry cloth robe. With those fucking glasses on. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> right here. Oh, fuck. I'm going to throw up. I think I just had his great chest hair and getting excited. Weirdo. (laughs) I'm going to throw up. What the fuck? You're the guy who said it, weirdo. Because we know it's Costa. It's the one that's the most curious guy going. It's exactly what he would do. He's going to be smiling like a donut. You think you want this on 97.3 when your kids are in the car? What do you mean, Daddy's going to smile like a donut? Don't worry about it. God damn it. Where's AJ? Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah God. <laughs> I, I hate you. Yeah. my point. <laughs> Let's go back to what I was saying. Robert uh, Kraft I, is keeping his team. Spanos, that would be the excuse to get rid of him. They go, this guy's getting hand jobs in Little Italy. What the fuck? We got to get rid of him. Jesus. This is our chance. Dean zipping up his khakis. <laughs> tucking in his blue shirt. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Popping a root beer barrel, yeah. walking out. Grabbing his glasses. It's all sweaty. That's it. Tim, pull the car around. Come on, Tim. I'm done. <laughs> Jelly legging it and shit with his loafers on. I told you I want an ice cold squirt in the back. No pun intended. <laughs> and where are those tiny finger sandwiches, Tim? None of that pimento. You dick. Tim, I don't know about you, but I'm craving Sonic. Let's find one. <laughs> when I used to do this with John Butler. 
Every time we got back in the car, Eddie, where's our goddamn chili? Big Johnny just got little Johnny some relief, and I need some chili. Jesus, Ed. Wait, I'm Ed. Jesus, I'm dizzy. God damn it, Eddie. You should have seen me perform. That girl said I was like a mule. <laughs> Could have put out a goddamn fire. I tell you what, Eddie. I'll tell you this. <laughs> this may be too far, but fuck it. He's dead. <laughs> no. Oh. I tell you what, Eddie. If I got one of these in Paris, I would have put that fire out and saved all that artwork. Gagoosh. Jesus. Gagoosh. You said, John. Well, who the fuck are you? I would have put that goddamn... Did I tell you? That beautiful little flower said, You like a mule. Tiger. I'm the tiger here. <laughs> the tiger. Ready? Where are those goddamn baby crackers? <laughs> we would be off the air. Yes. We'd be suspended. Well, hey, everybody. And Dave and Jeff have a couple days off. They're going through some training right now. <laughs> That's exactly what it'd be. <laughs> We'd be doing weekend overnights. You and me, Mark Zegan, splitting up traffic. You take the 52. <laughs> Fuck happened to you. God, that cost of visual fucked up everything. All right. Can you believe that sick fucker Costa's jerking off that Robert Kraft getting his little noodle dick rub? My God. Jesus. Stop it. What'd you say to me, you little shit? I will work a you on you. <laughs> did I? Did you not hear me say that little flower said I was like a mule? <laughs> God damn it. Eddie. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, good God. I should just do all day tomorrow yes. with Coyle. Hey, Matt, why don't you tell me about this big book you wrote, Mr. Important? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Dr. Matt Coyle, like John Butler, would be great. <laughs> oh, aren't you so important? Put together a couple of little words on a page. Dear Diary. <laughs> Coyle would be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> John Butler on books on tape. Fuck. <laughs> I read lots of books. Lots of good books. I read The Life. Got signed copy. Smells so pretty. Did you get a signed copy, David? <laughs> no, you did not, because you're a dick. <laughs> did you see, uh, I know you're at work all day. Did you see how quickly everyone on Twitter turned on me? I was like, I was, today? Today. It got Why? ugly really fast. A miserable Padre fan went oh after me. Oh, my God. That was so funny. That was so funny, because you did. I literally had no time for this shit. Also, it was like a tidal wave just hit me. I'm like, God dang it, I'm working here. And my phone just went fucking crazy. And then he, he privately messaged me, goes, these fucking idiots fell for the bait. Like, he knew he just ruined my whole when, fucking day. When he said, I hope you see another rattlesnake and it bites you in the nuts. Yeah. I, I don't know why that shit strikes me so Because that's funny. something you would have said. Of course. <laughs> and then yeah. I like one guy who's been on since like 2011. Fucking guy does nothing. I don't even know why people listen to him. Well, because there are other options you, you fucking dick. You boring motherfucker. <laughs> How about, like one guy says, 
it, it, what do you say? Some people just shouldn't have a Twitter, and it should be taken away. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Why don't you delete yours? And yeah. then you, know, like, you fuck off. So one guy said, I'm turning you into Twitter because you're unsafe, or you're making me feel unsafe. I'm like, what? Unsafe? Unsafe. Did you touch him in his nose zone? No, I told Miserable Padre fan that I hope Nick, the car falls on him the next time he changes like a flat. And this guy got all upset. He said he hoped he got bit in the dick yeah. by a rattlesnake. <laughs> yeah, but that's not bad. Not, no, because a lot of people are like, yes. <laughs> yes. If we could bet on that in Vegas that we would like to see that happen, a lot of us would. Oh, my God, man. It was so funny. The, but Miserable Padre fan, it, it, after like two hours of watching me just get run over, sends me a message laughing because he felt like he did exactly to me what I do back to all you Padre fans. Uh, the funniest thing I'll take you, uh, we were hanging out tonight. I got down here. We had a, a really good friend of ours is here hanging out tonight. And we were scheduled to go at about 8.30, but I yeah. got down at like 8. So I was just hanging with Dave and his wife, Rita. I said to Dave, because he's coaching uh, in the in the Lions, Lions tournament. tournament. Which, by the way, I told him, I, I got to do a show. He said, make sure you promote the Lions tournament. I go, actually, we probably will. And somebody will come yeah. up. You just did it. Lions tournament. I love it. I yeah. love all these local things. But uh, Dave's wife doesn't cuss, right? Yeah. She's just the best the most patient soul that I've ever met in my life. So we're sitting there and I said to Dave, Hey, how'd the game go? Ah, fuck <laughs> this fucking thing and shit and fuck and fuck. And the whole time I'm just looking at your wife who doesn't cut Jesus. Fuck shit. Fuck. God damn it. Jen. And she just glazes over. <laughs> I'm just like, you made no effort at all. To protect her no. ears from your outburst. It is the funniest thing. Oh my God. Man. And I go, you, I looked at her, I go, you okay? She goes, yeah, I did a pretty good job of tuning it out. I go, you just glazed over. I go, there are about 19 of them. And Dave just doesn't even have, oh, if you'd have fucking been there, you would have seen this shit. Fuck, <laughs> God damn it. Fuck, it's shit. Oh, God damn it. That's, that was, it, was un, it would be was, like if you were there. At a Sunday school, and you walked yeah. in, and you go, "Hey, listen, let me tell you, little fuckers, a joke." Yeah, that was it. We, I tell you what, I'll tell the guiding story. Don't. You're better than uh, this. No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling right now. It's, it wasn't. We're playing playing Saints. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's Bernie Wilson's team. Bernie Wilson's team, and we're up four to two over Saints. Game's cruising. We're about to win this game. I'm looking at. Oh, I'm gonna get everybody in. This is a tournament. Let's get all the kids in. Okay. And I'm I'm already like writing down on the paper to, to tell kids you're going in, you're going in, you're going in. Bases loaded, two outs, or one out, sorry, ball hit to the second baseman, turns to throw a double play, fucking wings it right into the goddamn <laughs> left field bullpen. All three runs score and we lose. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? This is the story that I'm hearing yes. two hours ago. <laughs> and I'm not over. And and I didn't, of course, I don't freak out on the kid because the kid hasn't messed up one thing. I literally right. said, what we do better than anyone else is we turn double plays better than any school. Fundamentals. Fuck. I've never seen this kid throw one ball. Hasn't made one error the whole year, let alone in practice. And he just sailed it? it 70 miles an hour, misses the shortstop, throws it right into the left field of bullpen, and everybody runs around and scores, and we D lose. It's my – David, I could not help but flash back to one of my – I mean, we talked about Randy Jones yeah. being on with Coach today. Randy Jones sees fucking uh, Steve Woods the other day at the Padre game. First thing yeah. he says to him, hey, you filed for unemployment I know. Yet? How about that shit? I love it. What was he thinking? Why did he do that to him? Because he's fucking Randy. But the funniest goddamn Randy Jones story that I ever heard 
is I love talking to Randy about how close he got to no hitters, how close he got to perfect games, all this shit. And there is a shortstop that was on that team, and I forget the guy's name, but Randy has said it to me a thousand different times. I know, I should remember too. Dave, look up like 76. Can you look it up? Does your computer go that fast? Yeah, I'll look it up. You can look up baseball reference. This guy, Randy was the player representative, and this guy was in Atlanta, and at like 3.30 in the morning, Randy gets a call because the shortstop is all fucked up and he's downstairs in a fountain singing. Yeah. Singing in a fountain. But Randy said, I said to him, what's the closest he ever came? He said, It wasn't well, Enzo Hernandez, was it? No, no, no. It's like, uh, but it's a name, Latino player, infielder. Okay, it's not 1976. The only other shortstop they had. Well, uh, hold on. I know what it is. It was Hector Torres. No. Nope. It, no, it, no, it wasn't Bill Allman. Nope. All right, was it 1976 Padres? Okay, uh, try 75. Sorry. But I'll, Randy said, everything's flying along. We're going great. And he said, ground ball, routine ground ball to the shortstop. I go, yeah? He goes, yeah, he sails it about 35 fucking rows up above first base. <laughs> Perfect game going. <laughs> fucking thing. Whoop. Gone. Uh, Tito Fuentes, was it? No, shit. All right. I got to. Okay. I'll find a way to get to Randy. I've heard this guy's name. I literally have heard his name a hundred times. And I, I can't tell you who it is, but just Padres infielder from like 75, 76. Okay. But yeah, Randy, yeah, routine ground ball. He goes, the guy just sailed it. 35 guys. It wasn't even close. Yeah, Randy is. Yes. 35 rows above the first baseman. Whoop, gone. <laughs> but that same dude, whoever that guy was, shortstop. Yeah. Singing. Uh, he found him singing in the fountain. God, Dave, just go to the 76. Go to the 76 roster. I'm telling you, it's got to be on that team. And just as you go through, there's got to be 90 fucking guys on that team. Who cares? It'll be a great a great trip down memory row. <laughs> well, okay. It's uh, the shortstops they have listed. I swear, I thought it was Hector Torres. The only ones no. they have, honestly, 1976, Enzo Hernandez. Okay. Bill Allman. Nope. Hector Torres. They don't have any other infielders listed? None that are uh, Latino. Vicente? Nope. God, I felt like, uh, God damn it. All right. A lot of on, white guys. You in baseball reference? Yeah, I am. I know how to fucking do this. Well, I didn't know if you were looking at a team picture. <laughs> I got the team picture. Bobby Valentine was on that team. Oh, shit. No, I don't know. All okay. right, well, doesn't matter. No wonder this team never fucking won. Right? Look yeah. at some of the guys on there. Jesus. Ernie Witt on that team? <laughs> rich folkers um we will be back monday night also want to let you know that our friend katie temple yeah has a great event coming up for leukemia and lymphoma it's going to take place in little italy we think it's going to happen on tuesday night may the 21st more details are coming but it's really really going to be a great cause and we'd love to have you all down there i'm going to hit up my man tad ryan because Disappointing Joseph is my favorite cover band in town. They're just my favorite band in town. Doesn't matter who. And Katie said, hey, I need to find a way to get a band for an hour. I said, I know the guys I'm going to call. I'm going to call Tad and the guys at Disappointing Joe. So hopefully if their schedule allows, we'll figure out a way to get them down. But please circle the date. Uh, I think she said tonight. I think May 21st is a Tuesday night. Down in Little Italy. Going to be a really fun night from like 5 to 8.30. Raising money for a really good cause. 
Katie will be back in the garage in a couple of weeks. We'll give you all the details, but we'd love to see you on that night. Perfect. Absolutely great. Hey, I want to mention, of course, the people that help keep the show going. And this is uh, one of the reasons the show is, is going because you guys have been fantastic supporting our sponsors. Yes. We have a new one. This is only the second time we've mentioned it. But Dan Williams was just like you. He was a listener in the show that said uh, advertising works on the Dave and Jeff show. If you notice, our advertisers always stay. We don't lose them. Dan Williams does a fantastic job. For people right now who don't understand finances, Jeff just brought it up a few minutes ago about credit cards and about mm -hmm. how you can make your money go further and how you can earn free trips and travel around when you have time off. Go all over the world if you do it right. Dan's your guy, right? And he specializes for people who are first-time home buyers, veterans, and basically it's to educate people, build relationships with Dan. Look, you can do it a couple different ways. You can try to figure it out yourself, but why would you? Dan has done this for a lifetime. It's a boy back in his family. This is what they do. Finance is his expertise, unless you have a sugar mama. And if you yeah. have a sugar mama, good for you, but a lot of you don't. So that's why you need to call a guy like Dan Williams. Dan's your guy, 858-688-6813. That number again is 858-688-6813. Wrote a book. It's called Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. And it is really, really good. And he also has a second book right now, How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment. You can get both of them for free. All you need to do is go to sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff. You can also contact Dan for any mortgage refi. Man, refi is always a question. Reverse mortgage needs. The number is 858-688-6813. I love, Dave, that he's a huge part of the Honor Foundation. And this is really um, for all of you that may need help with your mortgage. You want to refi, like we said, the reverse yeah. mortgage. The books are huge. And I'll give you the website again in a second. But I love what he's doing for the military because we are huge supporters of the military, as everybody in this town is. But I love the fact that there are so many programs set up for the military and military families that really can help you get into your new home with no money down. But you're going to have questions along the way, and that's why you're going to want to give Dan a call. But I would say start by going to the website, sandiegolending.us slash Dave Jeff, and then give him a call at 858-688-6813. The books are free. There's no commitment, right? No obligation. But you can check it out. And I feel like for all of us, especially I talked with him the other day, I said, hey, Dan, things are going to change for me here finally in a couple of months. What do you think the market's going to be? Because you know what? Come in. We'll run some numbers. We'll check it out. We'll see if it's the right thing for you to do. Um, you just need to know what you don't know. And yep. you need to have people that you can trust on your side to help you make good decisions. And Dan's one of the best. Absolutely. Also, don't forget about Taylor Made Pools. Alan Taylor, been in business more than 20 years. The weather's fantastic right now. Some of the weather we've had the last few days makes you want to spend time outside. Nothing better than having that brand new pool from TaylorMade Pools. More than 20 years, again, in the business. They're very good at what they do, and they've lasted because they're so good. The saltwater technology, the waterfalls, the grotto, the slides. Turn your backyard into a staycation resort. Barbecues, fire pits, concrete pavers, they do it all. Don't forget Alan Taylor's phone number is 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Told you, my kids and their mom are currently in Palm Springs. They're out there for a couple of days for spring break. I checked in with them today. I said, hey, how's it going? They said, man, we got out to the pool this morning at 9.15, and almost every chair around the pool was already taken. Wow. Like, And 
the traffic and then you have to go out and you have to find lunch and you have to find dinner and you're paying for a hotel and the gas and everything else. Why would you do all that? They don't have the benefit of having a backyard big enough for a tailor-made pool. But if you do and you have that opportunity, you don't have to worry about any of it. You go, hey, man, I'm on spring break. I got access to any chair I want in the backyard. I've got the refrigerator. I've got my grill. I've got Padres. I've got the Dave and Jeff podcast. What more do I need? Man, if you've been thinking about it for a long time, I was having this conversation tonight with a really good friend where you say, Dave, you and I have learned one thing in two years. Don't wait to tomorrow for something you should be doing doing today. And I just feel like a lot of you have worked really hard. You made a lot of money in your life. And you have that opportunity to reward yourself for hard work. I can't think of a better thing to do than get yourself a tailor-made pool. Absolutely. Also, don't forget our good friend Brian Curry. You talk to Dan and you say, okay, what's my situation? Well, guess what? You better call Brian Curry because that's what you're doing next, selling real estate all over San Diego County for more than 20 years. Again, he's the President's Elite Award winner with Caldwell Baker, top 1% internationally, certified negotiation specialist. He's really good at his job. He knows San Diego County better than anyone else in real estate. Don't forget to call Brian Curry at 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Brian is also your guy for property management. If you need someone to manage your property, call Brian Curry. Man, I, I was laughing today because one of you, and I meant to write this down, sent me the funniest thing. I love when you guys light me up on social media, send me pictures from City Heights or IB. <laughs> And there was a guy who sent me a picture, and I know exactly where it was taken. It's kind of overlooking the lagoon in IB. And he goes, hey, Jeff, look where I am, down here in IB. And somebody, female, friend or whatever, wife or just a friend, oh, that's beautiful. Did you bring the dogs down? (laughs) And I know that me and this guy are just joking around. I didn't say anything. I just hit like on her comment. But I'll tell you one thing. IB is a lot like the dentist. You go there every now and then, and then you can't wait to get the fuck out of there. (laughs) And you hope that you got a little thing left in your wallet when you go, I'm not moving to IB. I made Brian Curry's life really, really easy. I said, BC, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to go out. We're going to hit San Diego. We're going to spend Dave's $200 gift card at Cali Comfort. But I'll tell you one thing we're not going to do. We're not going to fucking City Heights, and we're not going to fucking IB. And I'll tell you the third place. I've got a third one that we added. I like Kevin Acey. Been very, very nice to me, and I try to be nice to him. How that guy commutes every day from Fallbrook crazy. is crazy. We're not going to Fallbrook either. Now, that's a beautiful area up there, but my life's down here. I'm kind of a rock and roll guy. I don't have time to be yeah. dr- driving a John Deere tractor around, <laughs> picking avocados. How much is he spending on gas? Holy shit. God damn. He might have a, a helicopter like Kobe. You think that's the way he goes? He just flies into the Omni. They bring him down private elevator. Um, I don't know. Like, fuck, he, Kevin's probably driving a big LTD. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you see him drive that big LTD? Has Earth, Wind, and Fire yeah. on? When you look at those old cars from the 70s, how did anyone ever fucking park those things? Right. He's just listening to Grand yeah. Funk Railroad. Yeah. Take a cab. Yeah. Remember those cars had the, 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 the fucking, like, like the coat hanger thing that stuck out of the back? So when you, like... You'd park, you'd scratch the, yeah. the curb so you, <laughs> yeah. didn't, you didn't scratch the car? Hell yeah. Kev's not done that bumper. <laughs> Shit, you think he's new? What's the matter with you? What's the matter Check with yourself. Me? Be better. Oh, okay. Um, but the good thing is, 
when you're buying that house, you need a guy, like I said, with Dan with the financing, you need a guy on your side who's going to make sure you get in. I, Dave, I just I have somebody who is a very, very close friend that I've said that bought a house and the entire septic system went out. Yeah. And it is as bad as you can imagine. And they're incredibly frustrated. They're incredibly frustrated by the whole thing. And look, sometimes things happen, but uh, you just want to make sure that all the boxes are checked. It's a commitment. You're going to be there whether they're there for five years, for 10 years. That's the other thing, kind of circling back to Dan, where I think Dan and Brian work so well together, is you look at it and you go, well, wait a minute. Is this my first house? Dave, yeah. we talked about it with you and, and Rita. You guys bought a house, then you moved up, and then you moved here. So look at it and say, well, does this make sense, this neighborhood? Yeah. Uh, when I talked to Brian Curry, hey, Brian, is this the right house for me for the next 20 years? Or... Is this kind of a nice house for now? And then when my kids are 16 or 17, maybe you take that two-bedroom, you make it a three- or a four-bedroom. That's why you need those guys on your side. Yeah, Jeff, if you want to continue to go up the ladder, yeah. we have a much better chance of doing it with that beach house you want to buy in Lucadia than you do with that manufactured home down there in IB. And I go, BC, I could hug you. That's the kind <laughs> of shit I wouldn't have known. Give Brian Curry a call. Tell him Jeff sent you. And finally, don't forget about you the see, brand. I took you right out of I, that. I saw that you did. I saw what you did there. Don't forget a brand new website. You want to make your business look that much better. You want to take it to the next level. There's one guy to call. It's Kyle Fluger. Don't forget his number is 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. Man, he has done such an amazing job for us. And I encourage you to go. Uh, we're going to have new blogs coming up. I'll have a bunch of blogs as I travel. Uh, and I may write a blog, too about Notre Dame because okay. I've talked to so many people that have had the chance to be there and it was really pretty cool hearing everybody share their memories from it. The other thing that I love and we're going to find a way to put it up. This is what would be kind of cool. You know, like how the Padres um, do Padres in HD and it's kind of fun at the game. Yeah. I'm going to talk to Kyle because I think the one thing that we could do, we have a very cool little village that has supported this show that I like. But I think a lot of you are just names. Dave and I have experienced it when we go to different events. Yeah. And you meet Drunk Flannery, your miserable Padre fan, or not miserable, right? And you go, yes. oh, man, how cool would it be if we had just kind of a little community page? I like it. Where you guys are just out hanging out, wearing your Padre gear. Geekster, I love the picture of Geekster the other day that I saw on Twitter where she had the big gold chain. And yeah. she's at Petco Park. That's the kind of shit that it's you awesome. go, man, I love it. But if we don't have to go searching for it on social media, if we could just have a fun page at DaveAndJeffShow.com where we could just send it in, I'm telling you, it'll be pretty cool. So we'll put some disappointing Joe music up there. We'll have the blogs up there. We'll put some pictures up. Does Leisure make it? That's my boy, dude. Yeah, see? Leisure, so leisure is, listen, I always say this about Leisure and I say this about Vera. They're ours. They're our property. As our, this show, we love them. We can tease them. We can trash talk them. We can show the videos of us throwing dirt on them. <laughs> but we don't want anybody else doing that. Nobody else has the opportunity to do that. Yeah, that's our guy. Yes. Leisure's family. Hell yeah. Fucking maniac. Love that kid. <laughs> uh, tomorrow night, book catapult, 730 in South Park. Me and some fucking guy named Matt Coyle. 
I'm going to be sitting there. He's going to be telling me his bullshit. And I'm going to tell him, you know what I said? I said to that little fucker, Ernie Casey, whatever, of course he. I go, I don't want this Eli Manning. I don't want him. Was I still here, David? We drafted Eli. No. May have a, no. Wait, who did I draft, God damn it? Who did I draft? I don't know who the Bills drafted. Did I draft did. Gary Big Hands Johnson? <laughs> Was he part of my regime? What the fuck? I don't remember shit. Oh, in the f- fuck did I draft? Rufa Nurskaka? <laughs> shit. Well, I'm going to say to Matt Coyle tomorrow, tell me what's so fucking interesting about you. <laughs> Is that the way you're going to start it? You know what's going to happen. You aren't going to do it. And when you say something, you're going to laugh to yourself and everyone's going to look like, a, like you're an idiot. <laughs> Just going to wrap me up yes. in a towel, yes. drag me out of there. Well, look who's fucking here. Mr. Somebody. <laughs> Mr. Somebody. Oh, that's hilarious. Thank you so much for taking time out of your bullshit schedule to come down here so we can all tell you how fucking great you are. You know who I am, son? I was a goddamn general manager of the Buffalo Bills. Dave, did I draft Jim Kelly? No, you did not. Shit. <laughs> what the fuck did I do for 20 years? Eddie! You drafted Marcellus Wiley. Oh, fu- no, I did. Well, I drafted him, and then I fucked up and re-signed him. Exactly. That's exactly Shit. what you did. Well, you're a real bull- a barrel of fucking roses, aren't you? Pretty boy. <laughs> Get the fuck out. All right. We'll see you next week. So long.